Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Support for this episode comes from Modern Football Technology. Modern Football Technology provides real-time opponent tendencies and self-scout while eliminating manual data entry into Huddle, DV Sport, and Exos. If you're tired of tools that are time-consuming to learn and perform inconsistently at best, then we recommend Modern Football for a fresh perspective. Schedule a demo today at teammofo.com to see a battle-tested tool that's proven to perform and deliver value. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. And listen to our recent episode featuring Folsom High School Defensive Coordinator Jordan Ersick to learn more about how the 2023 California State Champion uses modern football to dominate their opponents. What made me go to this, you know, kind of hang my hat, even when I was at Charlotte and calling and we were at um, Tulane and, and Georgia Southern, we were a little bit more power. But the gap scheme is because really because of the evolution of D-line play and how they are man attacking and not much gap attacking anymore. So, you know, we were having a hard time because, you know, when the zone scheme came and I come to Clinton, everybody talking about the outside zone, the inside zone, the tight zone. And we were having trouble in those combos because those D linemen were playing really tight to those man blocks and also with the three down schemes and things like that. We were having a hard time with my old school half and half combos. So I'm searching, you know, and, and I've always run a little bit of counter and power, but I, you know, I decided that this is the route I was going to go to the kind of counterbalance the way D line played is going now to the man attack with the peak jink and stuff and the two hands on and the gap peaking and playing a gap and a half to be able to stop the run with less numbers and, and kind of play the box with the D-line and be able to handle a gap and a half or two gaps. And I thought the gap scheme probably gives us the best chance to counterbalance defenses when we kind of, you know, play against that kind of scheme. So in the coaching profession, we all like to say the right thing. In other words, use coach speak. A favorite for all of us is to have a hang your hat on play. Ultimately, though, we're judged by how we get it from the chalkboard to the grass, as Coach Wiley likes to say. The results of what Florida State has done with its counterplay shows that they've done just that. Gotten that play from the chalkboard to the grass. Their play was the counter, and they were number one in the country in attempts in the counter scheme in college football, running it 164 times. They were also the number one in rushing yards off of the counter, And in addition, they were number one in yards before the running back was touched on the counter. All impressive numbers. In this insightful segment from the Cool Clinic, Alex Atkins, the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Florida State University, discussed the importance of teaching rather than telling when it comes to coaching. Coach Atkins shared his own experiences learning from his mentors, how attending the Cool Clinic influenced his career path and his decisions to focus on the counterplay in response to the evolution of defensive line play. He shares the benefits of running the counterplays over the traditional zone scheme and the importance of understanding the defensive line play 
in order to use it to your advantage. He dives into the concept of physicality in football and how to best define it in order to gauge effectiveness as coaches. You'll enjoy this segment. He did a great job. After this part that we shared here, he got into sharing the video of their counterplay. And I highly recommend checking that one out. You could get that as part of the Cool Clinic Premium Pass and have access to that for a year. That will also be available on CoachTube. I've been fortunate to coach many successful teams over the years, so I'm excited to tell you about Signature Championship Rings, a championship ring company who perfectly captures your winning season and fits your budget. Signature Champions specializes in fully customized rings for your high school and college teams, partnering with more than 10,000 teams across the country. What sets Signature Champions apart is the coach experience. The ring ordering process is streamlined and hassle-free with Signature Champions ensuring their coaches feel like MVPs every step of the way. Visit SignatureChampions.com podcast and get your team championship rings today. Use the code podcast to receive a free coach ring and ring box with your team's ring order. Link is in the show notes. And listen to our entire champion series presented by Signature Championship Rings to learn from state champion head coaches on how to take your program to the top. I have a wonderful time doing this, bringing you these tremendous, talented coaches and presenters and guys that get it from the, my favorite thing is from the chalkboard to the grass. Okay, we have another one here now in Atkins down at Florida State. I'm really awed by you. I just got done watching Connor Riley. In fact, he may be still talking. And uh, the organization and the details that goes into what they tell you is priceless. It truly is priceless. Okay, and I said I was gonna, I was gonna give you one of my favorite savings before each like words of wisdom. This one here, right? Write this one down. Teach them. Don't tell them. There's a big difference in teaching them and telling them. So the first one I gave was the problem with knowing everything is you can't learn anything to know. That's the first one. This is the second one today. Teach them. Don't tell them. There's a big difference in teaching them and telling them. Alex, you got them. Have fun, buddy. Be yes, yes, sir. I appreciate it. Number one, it's an honor to be here because when I was a young GA, Jeep Wade, who was the O-line coach at Georgia Tech, I played for him. And I told him I wanted to be an O-line coach after I got done playing. And he brought me to Cincinnati to this clinic. When he brought me to this clinic, he basically said, hey, if you want to be a line coach, I'm going to take you up. I go to this clinic every year. So I go to the clinic and I'm just, you know, I've got a notebook and I'm just writing everything down, everything down, everything down, everything down. And I hear a guy speak, which kind of inspired my career. I've never even had a conversation with this coach. And his name was Joe Wickline. He was at Oklahoma State at the time. And I kind of wanted to learn all the fundamental basics and how to get in the stands and, you know, and, and hands and, you know, all the fundamental things. But one thing I noticed in that clinic when you're talking about becoming a better line coach was he was coordinating the run. And what he talked about was he talked about outside zone checks versus basically your old NCAA pressure where they bring him too often the edge, dropping the in and rolling the coverage strong. And he talked about how they check outside zone into this pressure. And that just blew my mind because I'm like, okay, you know, I'm thinking O-line coaches just – you know, I go down there, I do my drills, the coordinator tells me what to do. And then, you know, I implement the scheme and then I go about my business and I go back to my little corner over there and I work fundamentals until I can't work them anymore. But 
coming to that clinic inspired me not only to be better at fundamental teaching and coaching, but also to coordinate the run and have answers in run game, which inspired me, of course, you know, working down here and becoming the offensive coordinator of learning more or broadening my viewpoint on not just coaching a run game or coaching the fundamentals, but being able to coordinate the run game overall. And that kind of inspired my career moving forward. I went a lot of places and had a lot of success, but that's why I was honored to come do this clinic because it's kind of like going full circle. I went from the guy in the back with my, my Russell polo tucked in and, and my khakis a little bit too tight with a pencil because I knew I was going to have to erase a lot because I was trying to write so fast of looking and writing to a guy that's able to present. So this is a blessing and a long time coming. I'm almost nervous. I've been, I've spoken a lot of things in the media and all this kind of stuff, but this is probably the most nervous I've been because that's an honor I am to come speak at this clinic. And I can't wait till we get back together and do it in person. So with that being said today, I'm going to talk about a, a simple concept that we run here at Florida State and that I believe in and, and kind of, the way defense is going is what made me kind of go this route and picking a particular run scheme to hang my hat on. Now, this run scheme is not uncommon or unformed. You know, we're going to talk about the counterplay. And what made me go to this, you know, kind of hang my hat, even when I was at Charlotte and calling and we were at um, Tulane and, and Georgia Southern, we were a little bit more power. But the gap scheme is because really because of the evolution of D-line play and how they are man attacking and not much gap attacking anymore. So, you know, we were having a hard time because, you know, when the zone scheme came and I come to clinic, we're talking about the outside zone, the inside zone, the tight zone. And we were having trouble on those combos because those D linemen were playing really tight to those man blocks and also with the three down schemes and things like that. We were having a hard time with my old school half and half combos. So I'm searching, you know, and, and I've always run a little bit of counter and power, but, I, you know, I decided that this is the route I was going to go to kind of counterbalance the way D-line players go now to the man attack with the Pete Jenkins stuff and the two hands on and the gap peaking and playing the gap and a half to be able to stop the run with less numbers and, and kind of play the box with the D-line and be able to handle a gap and a half or two gaps. And I thought the gap scheme probably gives us the best chance to counterbalance defenses when we kind of, you know, play against that kind of scheme. So what I started doing was I started tailoring the, the, the game plans to say, all right, based upon how the D-line or the defense kind of attacks gaps or attacks man, let's adjust the scheme to how they're playing it. And um, that went from, that was, you know, back to Georgia Southern, that went to now let's just find a way to make this our hard hat, we believe in run game, and, and let's tailor it to kind of fit us the best. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about, you know, my belief and why we, we, we love the counterplay so much. I'm going to talk about some basic fundamental concepts of the counterplay of how we pull and, what we key and, and and how we combo and things like that and different schemes. And then I'm going to go into more of the, I'm going to have the film presented after we go through the fundamentals. And what I'm going to talk about is I'm going to pull up clips of counter variation. And I'm gonna try, I'm doing that because I was inspired when I came to the clinic about, you know, not just running the counter in between the tackles, but different ways we present the counter scheme to counterbalance how the defense is attacking or what they're keying. So I'm going to have those clips and I'm going to have the reasons why we're running the counter the way we're running it. And I'm going to talk about all the intricacies and the details of the play during the clip. Talk about the combo, the pool. And, you know, I put some a lot of imperfect clips on there, too, because I want to talk about the bad stuff, too, and the stuff that, you know, won't make us look like we got all the answers. But I also want to kind of hit the details of, of why we're in pistol 
Why does the back alignment have anything to do with it? Why the quarterback alignment? You know, why the tight end's eyes and why we're in this formation and why the tight end is weak or why the tight end is strong? Going into a little bit more detail on, on why we're running the play and not just, you know, just because, you know, play where I think like, you know, I'm just toughing everybody else. So that's kind of what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to take it a little bit step further. I'm going to go past the run game portion of it and talk about things off of the counter to give different presentations. We're going to talk about the screen game off a of gap scheme. We're going to talk about play action off a of gap scheme, the passes and the things that we do off of it, which kind of makes this scheme where it can be all encompassed, where not only is it going to develop that physical mentality, you know, because we run the counter and stick your chest out a little bit, but also be able to handle movement, be able to have answers versus pressure to be able to throw off schemes, basically how the defense is keying you, whether they're keying the fish, whether they're keying the turn of the quarterback, whether they're keying the back's alignment and how you can take advantage of that, but also things that kind of evolve past to kind of bat some relief because one 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 thing that it, the coach used to always tell me was, this was, this was Coach Fritz at the time, he said, it's always easier to be tough in somebody else's body. So when you run a scheme like the counter and you got that guard pulling and you call that thing 30 times, you know, it's easy for me to get fired up and celebrate on the sideline, but I also got a man that's running into another man over and over and over again, which is which is which is fun to watch, but I don't, and fun to do. But we also want to make sure we have some balance and getting batting some relief from those guys, so we don't have a a concussion port protocol every time we have an inside period. So I'm gonna talk about those things, and I'm, I'm gonna share my screen here and kind of get everything started. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So right, the first thing we'll talk about is, you know, when I, when I say counter, we actually we believe in counter like we we, we not only preach it and, and talk about it, but we believe in it. We, we were number one in the country in rush attempts in the counter scheme in college football. We ran it 164 times a different variation. This doesn't count some of the other variations we have on it, whether they be reverses, screens, draws and, and different little unique things. But as far as lining up and running the counter, uh, we were number one in college football which is a little proud badge our guys like to wear because, you know, we love gap schemes and it kind of helps them a little bit of confidence. Like we're going to run the gap scheme. Not only that, we did a decent job blocking it. You know, we were number one team and rushing yards off the counter. Um, and not about, I mean, as you can see, I thought, you know, West Kentucky and Oregon did a good job. We were number one in actually yards gain when we do run the counter. So it wasn't just a play that the coordinator likes. It was, it was actually productive for us. And the last thing, this is a big one for us. And we talk about, the yards before the running back is touched because we got good backs. We got a good quarterback and we got a guy that can carry the ball. But what I always want to measure is, you know, how many yards that we're getting before 
someone touches us. I might say I like countering and, and it's good, but are we effectively coaching it? Are we effectively running it? And are we getting yards and going vertical on this play to gain yardage? Or are we just, you know, saying we like it just to say we tough? But no, nah, this, this is probably my favorite. We were number one team in counter rush yards before contact and um, kind of gives the viewpoint of how many yards we did get when we did call it with the rush attempts that we got. So I thought that was good. And also this is a big thing, the explosive fronts, which, which you know, when you run a gap scheme or tight zone scheme, you know, explosives are hard to get and um, we were number one in running explosive but not by much I mean Oregon is right there they do a phenomenal job phenomenal job them in Western Kentucky all right so the first thing I'm gonna talk about is defining physicality because you know I talk about like hey we want to be physical you know we want the counter to be what we do we hit you in the mouth but what I learned was and, and Bob just said this which is important is that I was telling them to be physical and not teaching them how to be physical so I wanted to basically put a guideline on what physical was that I can watch film and say, that's not physical. And these are the reasons why. So the things we talk about is violent hands. When you put your hands on a defender, is there a reaction from a defender to let me know he know that you put your hands on? You know, if not, it's soft. Then it's not, it's not a physical deal. And are you in control during the block? Basically, do you maintain leverage? That ball me man relationship that we learned from middle school of, are you maintaining leverage during the block using your hands as the guidance of control. So, you know, if I talk about, if I say your hands are soft right there, it's falling into that category. The next thing is violent feet. We talk about what, what is violent feet, where your feet are always gaining ground. I tell them we're not stalk blocking, we're not buzzing our feet. You know, I want those things gaining ground. I don't care if it's a little bit of incremental gain. We're always trying to move forward to fight for that physical, kind of just gaining that yard. You know, and I'm not a good golfer. So when I tell my guys, I'm just going to make sure I'm going to advance the ball. Um, the last thing is violent hips, um, you know, snapping your hips on contact and things like that. Core engagement, maintaining block still kind of fits into that deal. So I wanted to give a definition of what we call physicality and not just calling things soft without giving them the tools or the, the understanding of what I want and how physicality is described to us. Um, you know, I'm going to go through these pretty quick. I mean, this is just basically what we talk about in the fit, hand position, aiming point, leverage. And we talk about eyes below eyes and square shoulders. We don't want to play on angles too much. We want to be vertical, you know, unless we're setting an angle in a scheme. You know, I think the most important thing is your initial contact in a block. Ensures leverage, you know, be on track and things like that. And the last thing is the aim small, miss small. One of my favorite movies is The Patriot. And he talked about that when he gave his young sons the rifles, you know, you know, aim small, miss small, meaning we're not going to aim for the you know, play side number. We're going to aim for the top tip corner of that number or just little things to give them little smaller aiming points to help them get those tracks that we want to hit. Now we can talk about gap scheme. So counter, you know, we talk about GY counter, GT counter. The base of the gap scheme philosophy is we all want to keep the ball going north and south. We talk about a gap counter, you know, which, which is a really staple. We talk about we want to go downhill. So we want to keep the ball running north and south. We don't want many lateral cuts if possible. Now there is times we like, that's one of the reasons why I love the counter because if it's not an A-gap run and does happen to bounce, they use usually bigger plays off the bounce, which is always awesome. And then we want to find ways to create that near leg shoulder contact football position. And we want to talk about the physical identity, but also able to handle movement. And that's always that balance because you say you want to get physical, you want to get off the ball, but you can't be that guy that's getting off the ball and physical and the guy slants and you can't block movement because in college football today, if you can't, then man, you just run the scheme to run it. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, learn. Coach Atkins talked about how important his first experience at the Cool Clinic was and how learning there impacted the direction of his career and his focus as a coach. 
He continues to learn and grow, even though he's reached the position of offensive coordinator at the Power 5 level. 2. Study, analyze, and evolve. Coach Atkins studied how defensive techniques have evolved while also evaluating what was making it difficult for the different schemes he was using. He settled on making the counterplay their base play because of the way they are able to handle today's defensive line play. Evolution never stops, but using what Coach Atkins did as an example, you can move your offense forward as trends in the game come and go. And number three, establish a starting point play for your offense. This was a main theme in his talk and something that Chris Furster of the San Francisco 49ers spoke about as well in his talk. The Seminoles run counter better than anyone else, and a lot of their offense comes off of the counter play. Having a starting point play not only establishes that base play or that hang your hat on play, but it also establishes a thought process, a plan of attack, and adjustments on game day. Be sure to go to coachandcoordinator.com for our enhanced show notes, which includes related episodes, links to resources, and our winning edge takeaways detailed in text. Be sure to sign up for our weekly tip sheet which highlights resources, tips from the previous week, top episodes, and more. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.